This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. I know it's not likely, folks, what I'm about to say, but last week was a darn tough week. A little bit of tech stuff here and there that kind of went that way, that way. I hope Miss Amuthan over the weekend was good, mm-hmm. pleasant, nice to people, and came into work after leaving work Friday also being so nice to all the people we rely on to keep us on the air. Oh. <laughs> Just so that they would be extra vigilant with all the things that they had no control over and all the curves they had to deal with last week. Mm, Yeah, there was a lot of curves, that's for sure. But I'm always pleasant and nice to people. You know that. So anyway, it's time to bring on our next guest. (laughs) Folks, uh, Grant Hardy joins us. We always bring him on board to talk, headlines, and so much more. Hey, I'm Grant Hardy, and welcome to the Headlines segment. I tackle everything from health and lifestyle to accessibility and tech. I have it all right here on Kelly and Ramia. Grant, happy Monday. Thanks for being with us. Always wonderful to have you on board from BC. Well, it is always fantastic to join the club Kelly and Ramia. So thanks for having me. Wow. Okay, now he's saying that before he gets his items, folks. Oh, oh, oh. And Grant's going to be with us in a couple of weeks uh, when we are doing the special. Uh, We will tell you how you can get involved in that. But we're looking forward to you and Beth joining us. And thank heavens, because we need the help. It's going to be a big thing to pull off. Well, yeah. So uh, I feel like I have to, you know, be extra nice, too. Not not my usual uh, nasty self, but I have to Well, you do to us. Yeah, I, like, exactly. You're going to be on. You're going to be on set with us, and Amuthan might decide that it's Grant Roast Day. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's it. So that's why I have to flatter you. You know, <laughs> be extra sweet and kind and compassionate. It's uh, hard, yeah, but I'm trying. I know, especially with us. Where, where do you want to start, man? <laughs> so I saw this article in the CBC, and I thought it might be an interesting topic. Hopefully, not too interesting or controversial but um i read this article that talks about uh the fact that even though the birth rate in canada is absolutely like at a record low due to a variety of factors including uh cost of living relationship status and uh just simple choice uh a lot of people still report stigma from not having children and there are various ways that this kind of ma- manifests. I mean, one of them is kind of for a lot of people, but especially people who identify as women, say that uh, sometimes the value in the family centered firmly on reproductive abilities and the ability to have children. Uh, and w- w- like one woman described it as a commodity and ultimately led to the breakdown of her marriage. Uh, A lot of people just feel pressure that they are expected to have this sort of life with the traditional family unit, or even the pressure to regret not having children Mm. once they've sort of uh, passed that age. Uh, You know, even uh, strangers will 
kind of put on that guilt trip. And some people report that people have even said things like, how can you not have children? What if one of your uh, children grows up to cure cancer? Oh, my God. Um, which the person responded with, yes, but they could also grow up to be a killer as well. <laughs> um, th- then, <laughs> then, sorry, that's a little dark, but it's quite from here. But it's a fact. <laughs> like I, and again, if someone's saying that stuff to you. Yeah, and it's know, not like, from Grant. What? It's from the article. No, exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. it happens, but no, it, it's and, very interesting points. Mm, and then some people say that there are even problems and expectations related to health. So, for example, one woman said that she was uh, dealing with problems related to menstruation, uh, but for decades, doctors were not willing to offer her treatment that would result in her not being able to have children. And this, I think, is also a surprisingly common uh thing that people go through so just kind of curious to get your thoughts on this uh oh sorry and i forgot uh one other one uh which is some people say that their sort of intrinsic value is tied towards their children and they sort of just become a quote-unquote parent as their primary characteristic and their own sort of wants needs aspirations kind of fade into the background so one person who had children said uh i love kids i had two of them but my worth my being is not just defined exclusively by being a Mm. parent so curious to get your thoughts on this i mean the first of all uh just that last point alone you know where women are talking about what it means to be a parent and there's like exactly this intrinsic idea or must have value that you being a mother is like your primary goal in life right your, or your identity role exactly your identity and um you hear a lot of this kind of critique not just around having kids but what happens with those kids once you are a mother so are you uh, sending your kid into full-time daycare within a year of having a kid are you going back to work right away are you considering work at all after um there's this author ashley audrain who wrote two books the push and the whispers and in both Mm. of these books there were so much dark exploration, that's the way I would say it, of motherhood, Grant, and perspectives of different women, different kinds of kids, different relationships that mothers were having with their kids, with other women, around all of these conversations. And it was, Mm -hmm. I'd say, very uncomfortable to read about because nobody really talks about how toxic these societal norms can feel, and especially in a changing world where a lot of women are having more conversations around not being mothers or being mothers but very differently than their mothers were, their grandmothers were, the the locations and geographically where we were, culturally where we were 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Like, so much has changed, but there's still mm. this trickle-down uh, ideal of, yeah, but women need to be mom, mothers. Yeah, I- I think just listening to you talking about that and obviously the conversation, I mean, once you become a mother is also different, but Mm. just realizing there's, there's literally like no way to kind of appease everybody is there. Like you're, you're kind of expected to just, you know, 
be a mother, but once you have kids, it's like, what are you feeding your kids? Oh yeah. Why are you, how can you put your kids in daycare instead of giving up your, you know, your career? How can you do Mm. this? How can you do that? And just this constant like barrage of like almost contradictory kind of expectations. Well, at the same time, your hopes, dreams, hobbies, don't really seem to matter at all back burner yeah because it's supposed to be right like it's supposed to be when you're a mom you give up everything like you're supposed to sacrifice yourself entirely that's the ideal and um unfortunately that just doesn't line up i take back the word word unfortunately but it just doesn't line up with the shifts the societal shifts that women are uh, a part of now, right? Like we, so many of us work, so many of us go back to work after having kids, so many of us share the responsibilities of children with spouses, with partners, with, you know, other support systems. And that just doesn't line up with what it used to be when you think of the picture of motherhood. But all of these nuanced conversations are not, they don't take as much priority. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of those things. Yep. I think you get nowadays more of the fiscal coming up. Years ago, it didn't matter. Your family, that was the the, the place you had to have these, the children. You had to be sensible about maybe how many you had, but I don't know. You talk to a lot of people who say, ah, we had 12 of us. (laughs) So I don't know how responsible on that level or doable, but families, it was the priority to to do. Um, Now that fiscal hey, we don't have the money. Or, and if you do bring a child into the world and you don't have the money, you're, you're responsible. Why didn't you think of the child or your circumstance? The, the, back in oh, that's a great other ago, point too. Well, people years ago used to worry too about what they heard. If your family had a health condition, how dare you bring a child into the world with a disability and things like that. So I think there's always things that make you stop and say, oh, I think pressures, depending even culturally related, there are some cultures, maybe it's not as much of an emphasis, some that it's even more. In Canada, the United States, we have, and and the UK, a multitude of of people from different walks of life, different Mm. different, um, cultures where some of some cultures the family is everything some other cultures no looking out for me there are a lot of people who look out for me and some of these concerns are our beliefs of well what about me i'm disappearing i'm not on this planet just and i think yeah. you're going to find that there there are some of us who basically we're too greedy you don't want to have a child you know and there's nothing wrong with that so this is why when you brought this to the table grant I haven't really heard this argument. I haven't, but I'm imagining as people get older and their friends that have children, oh, they're going definitely. to have a complex oh, yeah. because they <laughs> When you get to right? certain stages of life, aka yeah, you hit 30. Yeah, number one, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. And everybody exactly. else has, and you're sitting there, you can't relate, or when they bring the babies out, or there's a function where we got all the moms are getting together, except mm-hmm. you. And and that that. brings up the nuance of disability also, right? Like there's so much internalized ableism that whether we're conscious of it or not, we deal with because you you think you you have to be a mother or you have to be a parent at a certain age. And if you're not and you start wondering if disability is a part of that uh, or, you know, even just society looks at you and thinking you can't be a disabled parent Uh, or how can you manage who's helping you who's actually taking care of your child exactly yeah Mm-hmm. I would imagine there's probably so many different types of pressure mm-hmm. that uh, we would experience everything from like 
come on, when are you having kids? I, I would like to have, you know, a lot of grandchildren, etc. cetera. Uh, I'd like to have some, whatever, some nieces, nephews to people on the other end. Like it would be totally inappropriate for you to have children. Exactly. Don't you dare even think about it. Mm. So it's, it's, and I do believe the family thing, Grant, as you brought up, like I, you know, I think that is where you feel a lot of pressure or within your social peers because if they're doing it you might feel left out some people totally are comfortable with no i don't want children and they I, yeah but the you're first still fighting say, against no, the pressure when you say you that are, you are still left out you are still well what's wrong with you do you think you're going to be a bad parent are you just that selfish there are all those things people say that i think some people are able just to dismiss it and just say well say whatever you want to say it's not something i'm comfortable with i don't you know and some people are okay with that but i think when you have something like this a piece like this you get a lot of people who aren't i would be really interested in the cultures where people really feel it and don't because canada is such a melting pot of people sure i think being being left out is is such a great point as well because you get into this position where you know i sort of feel mentally similar to how I felt sure. at 25, whatever. But now I'm in this situation where, you know, everybody around me, and instead of, you know, going out on Friday night, whatever, they're, they're dealing with their, their primary family unit. So mm -hmm. it's yeah. par partially fighting back against the pressure, but partially non-conformity yeah. right? well, means that's like, why holidays become so hard for people because yeah. some people you, you don't have the families to bounce to to bounce to or you show up at dinner and all the others are uh you know with with their nuclear families or whatever and everybody's there that's and the other oh, thing yeah, family dynamics themselves <laughs> have changed so much you don't yes. even you can't even point to hey like mom dad child anymore this there's so much more layer there's so many more layers to what a family looks like and that's part of the conversation also yeah. very very layered conversation mm. I'm, and i'm sure very uh, great subject thank you sir on wednesday you will be co-hosting with me so beth will be picking up the ball and uh, she'll be in your place here doing headlines. So we look yeah, forward yeah. to that uh, on Wednesday. Looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. She always brings yeah. really fantastic headlines. Thanks, guys. Thank you, sir. He's back tomorrow with Rum on the program, co-hosting for the day and then with me on Wednesday. That's Grant Hardy. We do this on Mondays and Wednesdays with headlines on the program. Up next. What are some tech gifts you can get for the techie in your family this holiday season? Well, another one of those really cool chats. Marco Flalo of Access Tech Live tells us about a few products that has caught his attention next. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Ramya Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.